inside the ring with DJ Maker. That's right, that's right, folks. It's inside the ring with your boy DJ Miggy. Oh my god, a lot has been going on. And eventually, where I left off last episode, I wanted to talk um about WrestleMania and stuff like that. But this week, um, it's all about what happened last week. It was all about what happened at the superstar shakeup. Alright. I want to talk about that this week as well as um some stuff that's going down in AEW and some other great wrestling news out there. But first things first, let me shout out to my boy Sunny Spoons420 holding it down with his podcast, The Black Man Who Kicked the Hornet's Nest, as well as shout out to my people at G Horps Corporation, where you can get your smoking utensils and your other smoking supplies. And also, let me shout out to those other wrestling podcasts like 83 Weeks with Comrade Thompson and Eric Bischoff, as well as Bruce Pritchard with Something to Wrestle With. Alright, so let's get to it. You know, a lot has happened and stuff like that. Um, contracts expiring, people not really wanting to redo their contracts and stuff like that in the WWE. So, I want to get to it. It's Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose has let his contract expire with WWE. And um, pretty much, he does not want to re-sign with the company. And like I was mentioning before in my other episodes, I do not blame Dean Ambrose on what he's doing. You know what I mean? Because he has done everything he could in the WWE. You know, he is a Grand Slam champion in WWE, meaning that he has won the United States title. He has won the... If I'm not mistaken, I think he won the Intercontinental Title. Yeah, Intercontinental Champion as well as Tag Team Championship, WWE Championship belt. You know, all the major titles in the WWE, mm. he has won. There's nothing else for Dean Ambrose to do anymore. This past Sunday, there was the final chapter of the Shield. You know what I mean? I guess Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns have tried to convince him to stay, including Vince McMahon. But I think um, he has made up his mind and he does not want to no longer stay anymore. And I bet it's because the schedule is very tough on these superstars where they want more freedom and they actually want to do something else. You know what I mean? And venture off, especially going into sorts of this new company that's actually there. That's AEW. So for Dean Ambrose to go ahead and go on to Sunset and go to another wrestling promotion, for me, I think it will be a great fit. You know, for him to stay in WWE, he kind of looks like he's fed up. There ain't nothing else for him to do anymore over there. So I wouldn't mind him going over there and doing something else. I, I would love to see Dean Ambrose going against the likes of Cody Rhodes, you know, forming a tag team so you can go against the Young Bucks or even going to New Japan, you know, fighting, uh, I mean, or ROH, going against the villain or Nick Aldis at NWA. Any of these possible, you know, dream matches I just mentioned will be a great fit for Dean Ambrose, you know what I mean? He really did enough, you know. The Shield is, um, is over with. You know, as like a fan, I love the Shield. You know, I liked it the way when they actually begun and the way it ended. 
You know, so for Dean Ambrose to run off the sunset and go some venture off to do something else, he has my blessing, you know. So pretty much for that being said, I wish him the best on whatever he does. You know what I mean? Also, with other people leaving WWE, um, it looks like Sasha Banks has not been around the WWE since WrestleMania. Ever since she lost the tag team titles with Bayley, she does not want to be in the company anymore. She looks like she's fed up, you know, and she wants to venture off doing something else. You know what I mean? Like she wants to be part of something and doing something that actually means more to her. That's just how I look at the picture because she has done everything in WWE and she looks very tired and does not look like herself there. She's not very happy anymore. You know what I mean? And the way that they're using her character and stuff like that, it looks like she's been fed up with the politics and the BS that's been going on. And that she sees an opportunity like AEW in the works. Of course, she wants to go ahead and um, try something else for a change. You know what I mean? I would love to see Sasha Banks in the independent scene, you know, especially in AEW. That would be a great fit for her to be over there in AEW as well as um, to do something with, you know, major women wrestlers out there. I would like to see her to go against Velvet Sky and um, as well as Brandy Rhodes, for example. You know, these are just like random women, you know what I mean? But other than that, it's just that she has done everything she did in WWE. You know, she was actually the first ever women's tag team champion with her best friend, Bailey. You know, I do not know what the storyline is going on. They might use this as a storyline. I'm not too sure. But if it is, I think it will be kind of whack. They shouldn't use it as a storyline. I think, like I was saying before, I wouldn't mind Sasha Banks going part of you know, AEW, you know what I mean? I would love to see Sasha in AEW, you know, be a brand new start because right now she is very, very not humble in the home of the WWE and she's very, very like drained. And as like I mentioned before, folks, is that the schedule in WWE is very, very, very hard. You're working almost like 365 days a year. You don't make your own schedule. And at the same time, too, when you are in the independent scene, as I've mentioned this before in my other podcast, um, you actually are like a victim. Like you signed a contract with a major company. You know what I mean? I say it's the music-wise because I DJ, you know what I mean? And I love music. And the thing is that when it comes down to it is that when you sign a multi-million dollar company for like, let's say, for example... When you sign a record deal to a major label, like let's say Interscope Records or a Def Jam, you know what I mean? These are companies that are telling you, hey, we own you. You have to make at least this amount of money and this amount of records before you can actually go on and venture to do something else. You know, now you got platforms like a SoundCloud or stuff like that where you can actually publish music. And then from right there, you're actually independent. You don't actually publish in your own self. You actually are, um, what you'll call it, like, let's say your own artist. You make your own rules. Like, in the, like for example, now I'm going, like, an AEW, an independent scene. 
ROH. All these promotions are letting people do their own scheduling and then being part of something that's good for them. And at the same time, they're not going through a rough schedule, you know, because the WWE schedule is very hectic, you know, and for a person that can actually, you know, work certain days and do certain nights and, you know, still be a marquee name in wrestling, you know, will be great for a person like Sasha Banks to go venture off in the independent scene because I've been saying it before. The independent scene is where it's at right now. You know what I mean? Because it gets a lot of buzz. It gets a lot of great feedback from fans. And a lot of fans been like wondering who is the next top star to make it from WWE to the independent scene. And then a lot of people will say, Oh, the independent scene is not WWE. You're not going to do nothing. But I'm telling you, why is there why is there a lot of people from WWE going independent? Because they want to be free. They want to be free to have a schedule that they can work around. To actually be around their families. And have freedom to do what they want when they want. So, at this case, with the Sasha Banks situation, she hasn't been around TV. So, for her, go on and venture off to do something else. Go independent. More power to you, sweetheart. Go do it. As well as, I just mentioned Dean Ambrose. And now, all of a sudden, you got other wrestlers that Luke Harper just asked for his release. And I think he just got released. You know, he don't want to, he didn't want to be there. You know, you got little names that are not big in WWE right now. But Ray did something there. You know, not maybe did nothing much. Like they did, like for example, they did Ambrose. But they did something. But they say, wow, this schedule right now is hectic on me. I don't want to be here. So, I'm going to take this for example. A guy like Samoa Joe. All right. He ventured off in the independent scene. I remember seeing Samoa Joe before in WWE. You know what I mean? Before he was a big name that he is now. All right? And his wrestling style is very crazy. You know what I mean by that is that he does in between high-flying moves here and there as well as a lot of like technical moves and submissions. But when you're doing this stuff every single day and you're on the road for 365 days of the year and your body does not get that break that it needs, you're going to break down. Your body is going to break down eventually on you. So when I see this and when I see Samoa Joe from when he was independent on Impact Wrestling and as well, now in WWE, he's a totally different wrestler. Because his body has to try to keep up with the stuff that's going on. You know what I mean? that With the person he's wrestling with. And try to compete in the WWE's um, wrestling style. When you're mm-hmm. independent, you got more freedom. Your body doesn't break down as much as it does in WWE. I have to be honest with you. I have seen so many more injuries in WWE than I seen in the independent scene. You know what I mean? Where your body can actually rest in the independent scene 
unlike in WWE, your body doesn't rest as much. Look at like a guy like Kurt Angle. You know? Yeah, he had his problems with drugs and stuff like that while in WWE and rehabbing and stuff like that. But next thing you know, when he actually left WWE and went independent, it was like a breathing, like, fresh of air. Did he really go independent? I say independent because Impact, to me, was, yeah, it was at a moment in time where it was, you know, trying to compete with WWE, but at least gave a brand new start to those people trying to make it into the wrestling scene but at the same time too you didn't really see that many injury prone wrestlers in impact or in the independent scene i'm just using this as an example just to tell you guys that in wwe's scheduling injury wise you know it's very tiring you know being independent you can actually Rest a lot. You can rest a lot more. You know? So, from these people that ask for the release right now, the Luke Harpers of the world, the Dean Ambrose of the world, and Sasha Banks that's not in TV right now, you know what I mean? I wouldn't mind them getting a brand new start somewhere else and being rejuvenated and have, you know, breathing room where they can actually have more of a, of a schedule that they can actually... Excuse me. A schedule where they can actually be free. This is where it comes down to. You know what I mean? You're already seeing... Like after WrestleMania, there's been like a couple of people with injuries and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Because in WrestleMania, you have to perform at your best. Daniel Bryan is one of those wrestlers right now. He hasn't been on TV. Because I already feel and I already see that he's going to be... A problem, again, because before this, way before, he'd been injured. And now he's injured again after him and Kofi had a great match at WrestleMania. You know? So, to see Daniel Bryan to go through this, I'd rather see Daniel Bryan go back to the independent scene where he was actually a big name. Daniel's son, the Red Dragon, wherever his name was in the independent scene. If I'm mistaken, I think that's what it was. But... He needs to be independent himself. You know, I would love to see Inda Daniel Bryan go back independent. You know, because this schedule with WWE is very hectic. You know, it's very hectic. But other than that, I'm going to go off and talk about more in the WWE before I venture off to something else. Um, the Superstar Shakeup. That's what I, I want to talk about right now. The Superstar Shakeup is great. You know, the draft comes along once a year and you get to see brand new faces going to the red or blue brand. So for the blue brand, we actually for the red brand, we have the Miz. We now have Samojo. We also have Rey Mysterio as well as. The Miz, I think I did. I say Miz. I can't remember if I did or I did it. I think the Miz, but you also have um, two hundred fives. Um, what do you call it? Oh my God, I forgot his name. Anyways, we got members from two hundred five. A member from two hundred five up in the uh, red brand as well. As well, NXT call up. They've been changed their name like three times now. First, there were the War Raiders, the Viking Express, 
And now that the Viking experience, I don't even know idea what the name is. Anyways, the War Raiders are now on the red brand. As well as Robert Rude stayed with a new look, looking like Ravishing Rick Rude. Really stupid. As well as, um, I think, um, yeah, that's about it so far with the bread brand that I know. Oh, yeah, the women. Women. I uh, pretty much, with the women's side, we actually have from SmackDown to Raw was, um, oh my God, I can't remember. But anyways, it was just, and then for SmackDown, we had, oh yeah, sorry, I forgot. AJ Styles is now part of the, um, the red brand. And, um, as well as for SmackDown side, um, let me see. We got, we got here, it was, we have from the red side, sorry, I'm like looking through my notes here. Um, oh yeah, the Usos made a jump to, to SmackDown to Raw. Ricochet stayed on Raw. Alex Black stayed on Raw. Andre and uh, Zelina Vega on Raw. I'll get to that in a second. Rey Mysterio Raw. Lacey Evans on Raw. Naomi Raw. Cedric Alexander, that's his name, on Raw. EC3 Raw. Eric Young, part of Sandy, is now part of Raw. Okay, now here we go. On SmackDown, we have Roman Reigns. Yeah, he made the jump to Raw. So you had two big names, AJ Styles from SmackDown, now on Raw. So Roman Reigns is now filling the void for AJ Styles on SmackDown. Then we have Elias. So everybody that wants to walk for with Elias is now on SmackDown. Finn Balor, Intercontinental Champion. Thank God. First, hopefully he gets a fresh start on SmackDown. Finn Balor is now part of the Raw brand. All right. Lars Sullivan, I have no idea because he popped up both on Raw and SmackDown. So I'd like to know where his status is going to be at, at the moment. Ember Moon made the jump from Raw to SmackDown. Bailey is now part of SmackDown herself. Buddy Murphy, a 205 candidate, is now going to do big things on SmackDown. Liv Morgan was part of the Riot Squad, is now going over to SmackDown herself. Chad Gable is back on Raw. I mean, back on SmackDown. Apollo Crews is SmackDown. Mickey James, SmackDown. And Heavy Machinery on SmackDown. So, then we come here. Bray Wyatt. Okay, he came back last night. He had a promo for weeks. We've been seeing uh, um, videos of puppets on TV. My thought, I already knew it was going to be Wade Bright, um, Bray Wyatt with his new gimmick. You know, I've been seeing pictures on Instagram where he's changing his look and stuff like that. And... I was kind of like mad when I saw this on Raw that he took the look of, what's that? Mr. Rogers, Pee Wee Herman, and the guy from Blue Clues all in one. Yes, this is really true, people. This is really true. 
And he's coming out with a new look and new name, and then pretty much it's well, well, pretty much, and get to it. It's called Firefly Funhouse. So it looks like he's gonna have a mixture of the craziness of Bray Wyatt mixed into of his new characters, whatever he's gonna do now, going forward. To be honest with you, it's like very creepy. And very scary for the kids. I do not know what WWE is planning to do with Bray Wyatt with his new character and new look. I think literally it's kind of stupid. But it might work for him. Because remember, he was a one-time WWE champion. Didn't last long. His reign didn't last long. He lost to Brandy Orton out of WrestleMania. But to see this going forward. And now he does have... Um, he is with a baby on the way with his new girlfriend, um, Jojo. That's why you haven't seen both of them on TV. So, let's see where the character does go from here. And I do not know. I do not know. It's For me, it's just, like, again, it's just kind of stupid. God. What else they're going to do? What else they're going to do? What else they're going to do? But, yeah, I guess Bray Wyatt is going to stay on Raw. All right, now we get to Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn is... I think Sami Zayn stayed on Raw. I'm not mis If I'm not mistaken, if not, I could be wrong. Nikki Cross um, is part of the red brand herself, I think it is. And um, I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I think Nikki Cross is now part of the red brand. All right, so a lot of stuff... And now a lot of stuff is... Pretty much with the superstar shakeup, new fresh start, uh, new fresh matches, as well. So, but anyways, I'm gonna get back to Selena Vega and Andrade's. They were on Raw, okay, but now they're on SmackDown. The reason for this are a lot of people do not know, but I'm spilling the beans right now, and I mentioned this before. Fox inked a deal. I mean, I just said it right there. Fox inked a deal with WWE to get the blue brand on their TV. So Fox is trying to have the blue brand on Friday nights. And I think it's going to still be live. Hopefully it's still live. Hopefully. And also, the reason why those two went back to SmackDown is because they're trying to get more of the Spanish... Latino um, audience intrigued onto SmackDown, and I remember doing. I remember with UPN doing this back in the day when they actually had a lot of like Latino wrestlers when the cruiserweights from the likes of Eddie, rest in peace, Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, Chavo Guerrero, a lot of Latino superstars. And now that Andrade is a big household name, for me he is because he's a great wrestler. And to get them back onto a blue brand and to do big things back on the blue brand. Um, and to see if Fox can actually ink another deal to actually have SmackDown another extra hour. Supposedly, Fox have offered Mr. McMahon, I think it was like $1 billion, some crazy number to actually have um, SmackDown be longer than it usually is. You know what I mean? So... Other than that, I think it will be great to see them back on SmackDown. I really like the fact that they are on SmackDown, you know, because 
pretty much I want Andreas to be a great name in WWE. To me, he is. Great wrestler. And I thought that he was going to stay on Raw because rumor had it. They were trying to do something with, you know, the Lucha House Party, Sin Cara, Rey Mysterio, Andreas, um, pretty much reformed like a version of the LWO that was formerly known in WCW, Latino World Order. They were trying to do something with that, you know, bring that back to get more Latino um, audience intrigued into watching wrestling. But I guess with that move, let's see what that if that they're gonna still do it. But to get more audience for the Latino heritage to contribute watching wrestling on especially now on Fox because Fox does have um, Fox Sports Español. So I would like to see how that's gonna happen with that moving forward because if they are trying to ink a deal, have an extra hour for SmackDown. This will be great television, especially for the Latinos that they pretty much don't understand English or pretty much love wrestling. And they want to see, you know, those great Latino wrestlers doing what they did, like in the likes of the Triple A's of the world or the independent scene. But then now in WWE, this is a great fresh start. And especially that moving forward to... Now, AEW. I've been dying to talk about AEW on this week's episode because the thing with AEW, I thought they were going to ink a deal with um, a TV a TV deal. Come to find out, it's not going to happen like that. They're actually paying to actually broadcast what they're doing to the likes of the Turner Network Television. So instead of being on contract, this is, this is what I've read, and that could be wrong. Um, instead of having contracted with Turner, for example, they're actually going to pay them so they can actually broadcast their wrestling stuff onto their networks. I don't know how that will work, or how that will actually will work from. Going forward, it's just like really, very weird. But I want to see how that's going to happen. I like to see how that's going to happen going forward. But let's just see and hope for the best. Because seriously, I'm very intrigued on seeing how AEW is moving um, forward to um, do big things in the future on 2019. You know? And to hopefully give WWE a run for its money. Because I've been mentioning it. I repeat it all the time. The independent scene is where it's at. It's at. You know what I mean? I got some good news. And I got some bad news here, folks. (sighs) Goldust. Goldust has retired from WWE. Um, why am I saying Goldust's name on here now? I'm going to get to it right now in a, in a minute. So Goldust has retired in the WWE. I thought Goldust still had a backstage role of sorts, you know, and eventually he did not. He does not have a backstage role, you know, so 
I thought he was still doing his little thing in WWE, but come to find out, he isn't. So, Goldust is now retired from WWE. Cody Rhodes um, didn't have an opponent for AEW. All right. Goldust has been in WWE for a very, very long time. You know, he has been Dustin Rhodes in WCW. Dustin Reynolds or Dustin Rhodes? I don't know which one, but he actually was that character in WCW. You know what I mean? Take it back in the day. You know, when he wrestled with his great father, Dusty Rhodes. But anyways, Cody didn't have a, a point for um, double or nothing yet. And Cody has mentioned before he wouldn't mind having his brother, you know, in AEW or whatever he was doing before in the independence. And Goldust, being the older brother, has pretty much cheered and respected and loves what his younger brother Cody has been doing in the independent scene and doing what AEW. Opponent revealed, folks. Opponent has been revealed for Cody Rhodes for double or nothing. Yes, is not other than formerly known Goldust is now going to wrestle his brother at double or nothing in May. Set your calendars for up, folks. This is going to be a great match. Younger brother versus the older brother. The older brother versus the younger brother. I'm going to tell you something. They have... I don't think they ever wrestled in the WWE. But they are going to do it in AEW. You know what I mean? And I think that before Goldust... Uh, um, Goldust... Dusty, whatever you want to call him, hangs it up for good. I would love him to be a champion, even if it's in the independent scene, and still wrestle the way he does. Because to me, Goldust, the character himself, was very a weird character. Me growing up as a kid, I thought a lot of bad stuff, but eventually. The guy that actually had that persona of Goldust and actually being a great wrestler that he is. I see good things happening with this, you know, and I'm happy that his brother has accepted him in a wrestling company with open arms and wanting going over to go over to AEW. I remember Goldust saying in an interview that he's happy for his brother, but at the same time, too, he wasn't ready to do that. But now being retired from WWE. And going AEW on us. It's a great fit. It's a great fit. I really love the fact that he's going over there. The card is stacked. Yes, the card is stacked for AEW's double or nothing. And to see younger brother versus older brother. I just can't wait to see this. It's going to be a great match. But I want to go back. Because to... Um, the WWE. All right. Forgot to mention this before I went on an AEW rant. After this superstar shakeup, we got to see brand new faces and brand new, um, fresh matches, like I was saying. 
And um, I did my research. And um, I'll get to that in a second. Um, Triple H last night on Monday Night Raw comes out and does mention something about Seth Rollins is a target. And what he means by that is that Seth Rollins is now the Universal Champion. And all these big names are gunning for him. Okay? Last night on Monday Night Raw, there was two triple threat matches. And the winners of those two triple threat matches are going to face each other in the main event. The winners from those two triple triple threat matches were... AJ Styles and Barry Corbin. And you hear the announcer um, pretty much after the match because AJ Styles did win that match. He did beat Baron Corbin. And you hear Michael Cole say, I think it was Michael Cole or Corey Graves, I don't know which one, that was saying that this is the first time that they actually wrestled each other. They're going to actually wrestle each other. I'm going to call it BS, folks, because this is not the first time they actually wrestle each other. I did my research, and you can look it up online right now. Seth Rollins, formerly known as Tyler Black, did face AJ Styles in the independent match before, and AJ Styles did win. Could this be lies? Yes, it is lies in WWE. But if AJ Styles did beat... Seth Rollins in the independent scene. You think that this might happen in WWE. Listen here, folks. I'm calling it right now. I'm calling it right now that I see AJ Styles being healed. And he has performed as a great heel. He was a great heel in WWE SmackDown. Where the house where he built. And at the same time, too, he wants Raw to be... The house that AJ Styles built. And I totally agree with him. And before AJ Styles runs off to the sunset, I want him to be universal title. Even though that title has not had any good respect or lineage or prestige as the WWE title. But for AJ Styles to go against Seth Rollins and Money in the Bank, this is not the first time they actually faced off people. This is the second time. Or there could have been more times before this match that I saw on YouTube. Alright? That I saw them wrestle. For them two to tear the house down at Money in the Bank, their styles are similar. I know that this is going to be a match that you're going to be glued onto the TV and say, holy shit. Excuse my language, but this is how you're going to look at it. This is exactly how I look at the match. You know what I mean? This is a must-see match and I can't wait to see it. So already know for Money in the Bank, it's going to be Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles for the Universal title. Now, I still want to talk about Money in the Bank. Last week, Kevin Owens was an honorary member of the New Day. All right. I've been saying this. You can't trust Owen, Kevin Owens to stay babyface. I already know Kevin Owens is going to be a heel. I've seen this a mile away. He comes back, baby, face, but he's coming. He's going back heel, all right? And I already see it's going to be Kevin Owens versus Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship belt at Money in the Bank, all right? And 
for all you Kobe Kingston fans, as much as I want Kobe Kingston to have a long title reign, it's not going to happen. I think it's going to be a short title reign. I see that Kevin Owens is going to be WWE champion anytime soon moving forward. So that's another great match. The match has not been announced yet because I'm recording this today on the 23rd. And I say this right now that a lot can happen going forward on SmackDown. But I see Kevin Owens pop up power bombing or doing something to Kofi Kingston and making himself heal. You know? I see Kevin Owens being a heel. He's better off heel. I do not like Kevin Owens being face. I really don't. It doesn't go for him. I love Kevin Owens when he is actually a heel. You know? And then I want him to go against Kofi Kingston at Money in the Bank. Now, Money in the Bank. A lot of things can happen during Money in the Bank. I do not know what they're going to do for the Raw side and SmackDown side. I do not know how many Money in the Bank matches they're going to be. You know, one match could be, uh, let's say, six competitors going for the Money in um, contract on Raw. Same thing on SmackDown, men and men. Both men from SmackDown and men from Raw. So that leaves the women. What's going to happen with the women? There's one woman champion and there's two titles. You know, she owns both of them. She holds both of them. She is now wanting to defend them. She has a target on her back. And that's the man herself, Becky Lynch. You know what I mean? So I would like to know what's going to happen if there's going to be only one Women's money in the bank contract, you know, or will WWE at some point surrender uh, Becky to actually hold one title and defend only one title and there'll be a new champion on Raw or whatever, whatever brand that Becky is going to stay. You know what I mean? To see this title, hold two titles and be on both shows. I like it in a sense. But at the same time, too, no, I'd rather have Becky to stay on either show as one champion and have one champion for one brand and, you know, same thing and so on and so on. So moving forward with Becky Lynch, she has a huge target, you know, I would like to see what they're going to do with the woman's uh, money in the bank as well as what they're going to do with those matches coming up. Because right now, WWE going to have some qualifying matches for the Money in the Bank so they can actually wrestle. My thoughts and predictions on this Money in the Bank, who will win it? I see The Miz winning Money in the Bank. I can see Miz catching in anytime soon, especially that same night. My thing about money in the bank, you don't never know when is that person going to cash in. You know what I mean? Or could it be Baron Corbin's moment? You know, Baron Corbin has been doing a lot of big things, especially beating Kurt Angle at WrestleMania. You know, so Baron Corbin could possibly be the money in the bank winner at money in the bank. Now we're going to SmackDown. 
Let's say, for example, if it's Big E that wins it, cashes it in that same night, turns heel on Kofi Kingston, because I see something brewing with Big E. I think Big E is going to be the one that destroys the New Day. As much as Kofi Kingston says the New Day will never split, the New Day will always be together. You see tag teams in the past that have split, I mean, factions that have split, and pretty much they go off in the sunset pretty much. But I think that it's going to be Big E churning on Kofi Kingston. And being Mr. McMahon's puppet of sorts. You know what I mean? He could win money in the bank. I would like to know which way and which direction are they going to do and take with money in the bank this year. Because remember, you got also Elias. You got Finn Balor. You got Roman Reigns. You got these three big names that are now part of the SmackDown brand. What way could they take it? What way will they do? What will they do with Roman Reigns now that he's on SmackDown? You know, me personally, I'm a big, big, I'm a big Finn Balor fan. I want Finn Balor to lose the Intercontinental title. I want Finn Balor to be the Money in the Bank contract winner for the SmackDown brand. I want him to go against Kofi Kingston himself. You know what I mean? A lot of things could happen from here on out. You know what I mean? Right now, we're closing in the month of April. A lot of things can happen moving forward come May. You know what I mean? Summer Slams are around the corner. You know? Summer Slams, what? Let me see. May, June, July. Three months away. Like three or four months away. And what bigger matches are going to have on, 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 you know, on the biggest pay-per-view of the summer? You know? Moving forward, I got to say, we have to stay glued and see what the independent scene is going to be doing from here on out because we already see that Goldust is now part of All Elite. We did not know if he's going to be a big, um, he's going to sign a contract with them or he's going to be part of them. But the card is stacked. The card is stacked. We already see that the what do you call it? The Ring of Honor champions are gonna go against the the what you call it? The brothers. I forgot the names, but the, the what you call it? The Lucha the Lucha Brothers. I think I'm that is. Yeah, Lucha the Lucha Brothers. I think that's what the names are. But anyways, they're going against that uh, against them, and that's one tag team match that I really want to see. I wish that the Usos never. Resigned a contract with WWE and went AEW, but they didn't, you know. But I'm my eyes and ears are glued to see what's going on with independent scene because right now there has been a video surfaced online. A masked wrestler was at an independent show and gave a certain wrestler the GTS. If you don't know what that is. That was a move by CM Punk. And you see, hear his name all the time on these independent shows. You know what I mean? CM Punk, CM Punk, including in WWE. When one of the McMahons are talking, they say his name all the time. And everybody gets, 
you know, their hopes up that CM Punk might one day come back to WWE. And CM Punk has mentioned multiple times that he's not going back to wrestling. WWE has pretty much left a sour taste in CM Punk's mouth. Okay. That being said, back to the video that has surfaced online. Um, this masked wrestler puts this other wrestler into the GTS. Pretty much is a form of, let's say, puts him over the shoulders, almost like the FU, aka also known as the AA, the attitude adjustment, and also as the F5. Puts him over the shoulders, but besides doing like a toss, like a five minutes carry that John Cena does, or a spin that like um, Brock Lesnar does, the move is. Person gets thrown up in the air and you get your knees stuck in the face. So the GTS got done on this opponent by this masked wrestler. A lot of people are saying that it's CM Punk that did it. That CM Punk was the masked man and that he actually was the one that hit that opponent with the GTS. I looked at the video multiple times and I said to myself, could have been CM Punk. I was actually looking at the body style and comparing it to how CM Punk now looks from being part of the UFC for a long time. And I gotta tell you, eh, it kinda, and it doesn't, but could have been. I don't know. But me least to say, could CM Punk be making a wrestling comeback? Could he? That's something I'm going to leave in your heads today. Will CM Punk ever come back to do a wrestling show? Will he ever come back being a full-time wrestler? Will he ever come back into wrestling, period? You know, CM Punk has ventured off doing other stuff. You know, being part of comic books. Also being an announcer for UFC. You know, will CM Punk make it back in WWE? Or will he just be part of an independent wrestling scene? I want to leave you with that. But anyways, that is my time, folks. It's your boy DJ Miggy here. This has been Inside the Ring. Have a blessed week and weekend. But at the same time, too, you can follow me. And the rest of my podcast crew on Anthony and Everything Podcast. That's right. Sunny Spoons 420. You can actually listen to his podcast. Who kicked the the black man who kicked the hornet's nest. Okay. It's your boy, DJ Miggy. That's my time, folks. Enjoy your rest of your week. Peace. <laughs>